Welcome to another edition of the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. Uh, finally, another edition of the Black and Gold Daily Blitz. Uh, I'm out of hibernation. It is football season. Uh, Rams and Bills kicked us off uh, the other night. Uh, got my juices flowing, so we're back again. Uh, we will have some roster breakdown uh, t- today. And uh, in the future, very soon, we'll have a preview of the Steelers and Bengals game. But honestly, the <laughs> it was the Bills and Rams game that got me thinking of the Steelers and Bengals game. Um, uh, a, a team, the Bills, uh, hungry off of a playoff loss uh, and just throttling the Rams, um, who did not make any additions to their offensive line. And there's a, there's symmetry. There's not symmetry. There's similarities there between uh, the Rams uh, and the Steelers, with uh, which we'll get to on their offensive line woes. Uh, Bengals are hungry off of their playoff loss or Super Bowl loss. Um, so, spoiler alert, uh, it could be some uh, tough sledding this weekend. We'll get into that uh, in a future podcast. Uh, right now, I'd like to go through the depth chart, and we'll probably go from, I guess, best to worst. Um, you know, uh, running back. Uh, it's solidified with Najee Harris. Uh, there's no no bones about it. It's his job. Uh, it will forever be his job uh, until he's not long, no longer on the team. Uh, the one surprise there, however, I thought it was Jalen Warren taking over the number two spot over Benny Snell. Snell never really seemed <clears throat> to capture that steady number two role. Um, I'm not necessarily surprised he lost his job. But I'm surprised that it was to a rookie free agent. So good for Warren. I hope that the coaches, they clearly see something in him that will provide a, a, a good a good rest for uh, for Najee. And Snell's going to figure into this to these games as well. That that's that's for sure. Um, but Warren number two in the depth chart. Interesting that he elevated his game in such a short amount of time uh, with very little. <clears throat> very little resume, uh, uh, at least uh, through the combine and the draft, obviously not getting drafted. Um, quarterback, obviously, is the big discussion. Um, it, it was the right call. It is the right call to have Mitch Trubisky leading this team right now. Um, you know, I saw, I saw a tweet, uh, which isn't necessarily a little miscalculated. It was something about a ten, quarterbacks with 10,000 yards, 64% passing uh completion and dude you gotta go seriously come on So I, I saw a, a tweet uh, recently. Um, it was a little misleading. Uh, something uh, ten thousand yards, sixty-four uh, percent completion percentage, uh, with twenty-nine plus wins over the first four seasons. And uh, Trubisky was in this list with uh, Kurt Warner and, and Mahomes and Prescott and Carson Palmer. And Trubisky's on this list, uh, which is good. But 29 wins over four seasons is like seven and a half wins per season. So I understand he was injured in a couple of those years. He's got a 29 and 21 record as a starter. I know that he's got this, uh, Tomlin said in his press conference this week, that he's got franchise quarterback uh, experience. 
you know, again, Bears situation of the previous four years, uh, previous, I guess, well, previous four years before he went to Buffalo, uh, different, certainly very different makeup of a team, uh, very little support around him. So there, there's something to be said for him coming into a team with uh, more weapons, more, more options, um, offensive line, not really, but um, so it was still the right call. Uh, but there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's some hype around Trubisky. There's some, there's some question marks around Trubisky and all of it is, is justified. Um, I think one thing we can all agree on, uh, is that all three quarterbacks on the roster, uh, can move better than Roethlisberger could the last year and a half of his career and will at least provide some escapability, uh, and an extra rushing dynamic, if you will, uh, for when they have to bail because, from what I've seen so far in the preseason, they're going to have to bail. Uh, and that includes if Kenny Pickett's out there or Mason Rudolph, uh, uh, clerical error, Mason Rudolph, the number three on the depth chart. Uh, I, it was funny because when the depth chart came out originally and, and Rudolph was announced as number two, there wasn't, no, you don't draft a, a quarterback in the first round to hold a, to not dress and learn. Uh, not to be on the field, not to start, I'm okay with. Uh, but the one thing that occurred to me as a possibility was this offensive line hasn't shown much improvement and they don't want to, to damage their their prize draft pick. Um, Tomlin said it was a clerical, clerical error, nothing more. Uh, Rudolph took it in stride. Uh, you know, this is, this is the right order. Trubisky, Pickett, Rudolph. Uh, and I still think it was wise to hang on to Rudolph. I don't, there's really no trade value for him at this moment. He never really elevated his game serviceable 500 quarterback if necessary you know he can fill a gap or two and or tie the lines on short notice um but this is this is the right order uh and, and until until Trubisky proves otherwise uh you know if he takes them into the playoffs big if but if he takes them into the playoffs and wins a game you know he could hold on to the job next year potentially but long way from there uh, we are a long way from there uh wide receiver uh, solid group, you know, the one they drafted two receivers um, and the significant difference between the two they drafted and the two they have now is the uh, drop rate percentage. Uh, Deontay Johnson had an, a 10.9% drop rate last season. Uh, Claypool was at 9.6%. Uh, you've got George Pickens who had a 2.2% drop rate uh, for his college career uh and then uh calvin austin who's injured he may miss the first four weeks or so but he even was at uh a much lower percentage i believe it was six percent so they are clearly addressing uh you know the the talent of deontay and 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 chase claypool is certainly um not in question uh their 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 ceiling is still very high but these guys coming up behind them uh, reliable hands and, you know, working underneath, especially, you know, well, Pickens can, can, can shake coverage, uh, deep or, or short. So I, these guys, Fryermuth, obviously the tight end position, uh, you just, the talent is still there. Um, it, it could be exciting to see, uh, if, and when Trubisky will have the time to get it to them. Uh, uh, we're going to switch over to defense real quick. The linebacker depth, yeah, listen, it, 
the acquisition of, of Miles Jack was necessary and calculated and very, very smart. I mean, see, three down linebacker. Uh, they weren't getting enough consistency in the middle. Uh, the the Schobert signing was a colossal failure. Uh, Bush coming off the ACL injury last year looked did, did not look ready and prepared. Spillane, you know, serviceable, but not starter material. So, you know, and J.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith cannot do it all. And, and I, I look forward to seeing Highsmith elevate his game uh, to a, a, a second level. Um, getting Malik Reed, another calculated and, and smart decision to provide some depth in there on, on the outside. Um, but the question still remains, Devin Bush is still the liability. Um, and the depth remains an issue because if, if he goes down or if he continues to whiff at tackles, you know, Spillane can get, he's, he's okay. He's, he'll make a play or two a game and he's, he's okay in coverage, but he's also gets beat easily. He gets trucked easily. Uh, and Devin Bush just doesn't seem to want to engage as much as he just, he's just apprehensive. It's the best way I can describe it. He's, he's standing around the, the tackle pile more often than not. Um, he's going to be, unfortunately, he's going to have to be a key to that middle because the front four, uh, they're going to need them. Uh, the defensive line is sturdy, but they're not young. Uh, Hayward, obviously the anchor on that line, Alulu coming back from a, from an injury, uh, and a, and a good acquisition for picking up, uh, uh, Ogunjobi, uh, from the Browns, but depth remains an issue. Wormley. Okay. Good backup. Um, uh, Martavis Adams, good backup, uh, Loudermilk, you know, he made the roster, uh, and DeVar, DeVar, DeMarvin, DeMarvin Neal, excuse me, DeMarvin Leal is is the rookie so those those first three and a rotation of Wormley and Adams most likely are going to have to stay injury free they're all gonna have to stay injury free this is a depth depleted roster um and and the secondary is gonna have to unfortunately take some of the brunt of this run defense the run defense by the way last season gave up a a league worst 24 plus 24 runs of 20 plus yards uh and the next lowest, the next highest, excuse me, was Houston. I believe at 16. I mean, this, this defense gave up, they were gashed for long, for long gains. Um, <clears throat> the secondary cannot be the glue. It has to be the front seven. Uh, to that end, uh, uh, Witherspoon and uh, Sutton were announced as the starting cornerbacks. I was actually surprised that it wasn't Levi Wallace. Um, he brings a, a really, really stable and, and, I thought more reliable cover guy on the outside, but as Tom said in his press conference, these guys are all going to play. They, they play in the nickel a lot. They play in the dime a lot. Uh, Millette's going to get in a lot. Trey Norwood's going to uh, get a decent amount of playing time. James Pierre is going to see some action, of course. So I anticipate that Levi Wallace will, will come in, play on the outside and Cam Sutton will move on the inside whenever there's three wide. Uh, not too concerned about that. Uh, so, and that leaves really, that leaves the offensive line. Um, it's, it's it's just not pretty. You know, they made they made improvements on paper. James Daniels, who okay, if you're if you're, if you're if you say you made improvements and you sign a guy from the Bears, that doesn't really lend yourself a lot, a lot of confidence. But James Daniels, at least against the run, was their best lineman and and was uh, it was adequate uh, statistically against the run. Uh, passing downs not as good. So of course that's where they need to protect Trubisky uh, as a unit. I don't know 
how that is going to gel. It's got to be sooner than later. Uh, Dotson over Kendrick Green was a no-brainer. Kendrick Green was thrusted into that lineup last year, forced to be a center, and it, was, it failed. It, that, that's all you could just fail miserably. So Kendrick Green is not back to his original position as a guard, but now is a backup to Dotson, uh, which is the proper order. Uh, if we have to see Kendrick Green as a starter, at least he's got some experience, but um, it, it could get dicey. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a core four at uh, right tackle, maybe overpaid for him, but it was necessary. You have to keep, you know, your experienced tackles, sturdy tackles uh, in that lineup. Uh, Mason Cole, a free agent pickup, good, not great, good center, better than Green certainly last year. So that is an upgrade. And the guy that may remains the big question mark is Dan Moore, who even in preseason still today just looks lost. Um, it's, it's, it's concerning. Uh, and that leads me into the, the, uh, the link between watching that bills and Rams game was that the Rams just, you know, they made some acquisitions, but they lost more than they gained. Uh, and, and Stafford looked like it was, he was in trouble and the bills, uh, reinforced on both sides of the ball as did the Bengals and the Bengals actually uh, particularly upgraded on the offensive line and they were all, they're already loaded on offense. So I, it's just this roster has a ton of depth concerns and it's, can they, can they perform better than last year? Yes. But, but if, if one or two or, or, at most three key players go down for any long periods of time. Um, there's going to be, it's going to be a dicey season. Uh, and so with that, we'll lead you into the pregame of the Bengals game coming up shortly. I will have uh, Jeff put off with me as a, another resident Steelers fan, uh, but he will play the part of the Bengals uh, devil's advocate uh, per se. So, uh, thank you for coming back and joining us with another Black and Gold Blitz uh, presented by DSP Media Online and BetUS.com. Uh, we will see you very shortly. <laughs>